0: beautiful people, and welcome to the Glorious and the Mundane podcast. I'm your host, Christy Knuckles, and I have a very special co-host with me today. I am so excited that Miss Molly Moody is in the house.
1: Hi. <laughs> I'm here.
0: That was a big intro, and then you're like, hi. But Molly's been on the podcast before. That's mm-hmm. been a while ago, mm-hmm. and I do remember getting a lot of great feedback from when you just shared from your life, and so I'm so happy to have you back on this podcast today and getting to kind of come alongside me to help me talk about my book, The Life You Long For, Mm -hmm. Learning to Live from a Heart of Rest, and my goodness, you have definitely—we were just talking the other day that I met you literally right after Mm -hmm. my farm table epiphany. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've been around all these years to really see what God was stirring in me, but then also like me living this out. But Mm -hmm. we were just talking earlier about how it's just been fun, I think, looking back on our journey together as friends. And I've said this before that like, I do consider you my best friend. I mean, Mm -hmm. but you're 10 years younger.
1: Mm -hmm. That's right. I know. I'm just really mature, I guess. (laughs) That's probably what it is.
0: (laughs) And I'm just a little bit immature, I guess. We always say that we meet in the middle somehow. But but I think about those early years. Okay, so just give people a picture of where you were in life. When we met. When we met.
1: Yeah. Well, I remember I had just broken up with my first boyfriend. And I like started I went over to y'all's house like a day later or something to to cover for Jill mm-hmm. to babysit for y'all, and so I was a junior in college and I was kind of at this new place, you know, on the other side of that relationship and just kind of, I don't know, just I, you know, just at that phase in life where you're kind of looking at the rest of your life, thinking about all your dreams and the things that you hope for, and I was real uh, curious about God and really just had a desire to know him and all you know all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff I was at a a, I was surrounded by a lot of good people I guess in college but um but yeah that's kind of where I was end of my junior year I was 21 I was freshly like 21 I think when we met yeah so you yeah you (laughs) filled
0: you filled in for our nanny at the time and really kind of the rest was history because we just loved you and the kids loved you um but I think about too just I definitely saw something in you really early on that maybe even you didn't even know was like over your life Mm -hmm. for sure. I was like, Mm -hmm. she's there's a worship leader in there. You know, I knew Mm -hmm. that you loved music and I knew your voice was incredible. Um, But I definitely knew like you had the heart of a worship leader because of just the conversations that we would have on the couch. I know we probably even talked about that on the last podcast of just just the things that we would talk about and you would pour out your heart of kind of just like what you desired. Mm-hmm. And and I do think that like that was like such a, um just a, a really neat time like for you, like you're saying you had just like broken off this relationship and it was sort of like, what's the rest, what's ahead, you mm-hmm. know? And for mm-hmm. me too, it was like such a, like a cool crossroads of mm-hmm. like both of our lives. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like had I known, oh my goodness, like, That we would be the best of friends, like, all these years later.
1: No clue.
0: You know, it's just...
1: Not the slightest clue.
0: (laughs) It's so amazing to me, and Mm -hmm. I just knew that, you know, you grew up in Arkansas, I grew up in Oklahoma, and those might as well be, like, the Mm -hmm. same thing, like, so I think there was already, like, kind of that small town, um, middle of nowhere, like... We had just sort of a (laughs) an understanding of Mm. you know what that's like to grow Mm. up just in you know just small um, country life Mm -hmm. you know and so there Mm -hmm. was that I think that connected us but I was thinking too just about how not formal it has always been Mm -hmm. you know because I think and Uh, I even I mean but I have discipled you it just mm -hmm. wasn't in a way of like. Okay, so I met this girl, and I really feel like she's seeking the Lord, and she wants to know more. So let's start meeting, mm-hmm. you know, every Tuesday at nine, and we're going to go through a Bible study.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: was—I'm sure we would have both benefited from that, but mm-hmm. yeah,
1: <laughs> but it yeah. wasn't that
0: formal, was it?
1: Yeah, I remember um, you because I would—I would watch the kids some, so that was fun. Because I just would be at the house with the kids, so obviously it doesn't get any. What's the opposite of formal? It doesn't get any more, like, down to earth than that. Totally. I'm taking care of your kids, you know? Yeah. So, like, I'm totally wearing, like... That was before leggings were popular, so I, who knows what kind of garb uh, I have like on.
0: Cut probably, like, yeah, probably like, jean shorts. Yeah,
1: <laughs> pajama pants, even potentially. I don't know. But, like, it was very low-key. But I can remember you being like, come over on... Do you want to come over on Friday and I'll make those Jiffy pancakes? And oh, so funny. that was always fun to me. But, I mean, I think that even shows how much... I wanted to spend time with these because it was like Friday nights and I was like Aww. 21 and I was like, let me go to Franklin and hang out in a home with a family. You know, like I just, I loved you so much and your family. And so it was super informal. And I, I remember we would just talk. I think that that beginning of our relationship, a lot of it was uh, conversations when I'd go on the road with y'all a little bit, but it was mostly, we'd sit in that front room and we just would talk. And I I remember you telling me about the farm table epiphany. Cause I remember you're like, yeah, Lauren in sharing about the concentric circles. And, and it was, it was really on the forefront of your mind at that time. But yeah, yeah, it was super informal. It was just at the house, you know, just talking and getting to know each other.
0: Yeah, those Jiffy pancakes. I haven't made those in a really long time. Y'all, you need to know that if you just go get the little Jiffy cornbread mix, I think it's legitimately 88 cents. Yeah, it's definitely
1: not a dollar.
0: And you can feed like a lot of people if you follow their pancake recipe. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's healthy. (laughs) I'm not saying you should do that every Friday night. But gosh, we would... We would definitely whip some of that up. Yeah. What else did, did you love in our pantry? Didn't you have some items yes. that, as a college student that you looked yes. forward to? Actually, I,
1: do you remember, because I remember I I watched the kids like in the spring just a couple times. It was during the doves, the awards. That's right. Because I remember I liked your shoes. Oh. And you were wearing <laughs> flare jeans, and I was like, those are so cute. Oh, my gosh. But um but i remember i didn't watch the kids again because i think you still had Jill as your name yeah. but then at some point that summer it was months later i was i guess you had been on my heart a lot and i was thinking about you and then i was driving down the interstate and i passed a billboard that said available and i remember it i, I you know in my heart i felt like god said call just call her and tell her you're available mm-hmm. and so i remember thinking well all right i guess i'll do that and so i called you
0: oh i, I remember that i was actually Sitting in the parking lot of Barnes and Noble here in Franklin, because that was the first time that we lived here is before we moved to Atlanta. And I remember you calling, and I think really Jill and maybe a couple other people in my life were like, "You need to like know Molly. Like, you know, I know she's only worked for you a couple of times, but like you need to know her. And so there was also, on my end, it really did feel like God was sort of just like, mm-hmm. like you know, me. causing us to like, hey, you two need to like hang out. And so Mm -hmm. I wonder even just people listening right now, if they're thinking of someone in their mind, but it's like someone's sort of just, God's bringing into the general vicinity Mm -hmm. of your life. And it's like, okay, pay attention to that. And Mm -hmm. so I just love, I love your obedience that you did that and just that you listened to the Holy Spirit. And we were talking about this earlier, you know, I kind of started out with this of just like, you know, I was so Yeah, before that farm table epiphany, before I started living for my belovedness, it was just like I was so wrapped up in holding everything together, holding out my career, um, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to cause all of that to like just work and um
1: and be everything you hoped it would be. Be everything
0: I hoped it would Mm be and but I definitely was constantly believing this lie. You know, it's like it's all up to you. You gotta do this, you know. So
1: mm-hmm. it
0: was so much about that. And and it, if you had asked me when I was in that season, I would be like, I'm not doing this. I mean, that's not it wasn't my heart, but it was just like, man, the enemy is so crafty in the way that he can just keep us busy or, you know, even if it's sort of like we're trying to self protect or whatever it is, if there's insecurity, but mm-hmm. you know, we just Don't see others sometimes because of all that we're kind of working through, or we're, you know, like you. I think said it when we were talking before. It really comes down sometimes to fear. It's like talk about that a little bit because I know that you've dealt with that a lot, which is you know wanting music to work out and Mm -hmm. you know, but fear can cause us to really grip onto things and Mm -hmm. and just be so inward that we don't. Mm-hmm. See people. Yeah,
1: I think in my own life, it's like the times that I, it, looking back, where I feel like I am very self focused and inward thinking, is times that I'm really ultimately not trusting God, or I'm, I'm afraid that He's not going to come through like, like I hope that He will, and so I just get really hyper focused on. Um, whatever is right in front of me, and so yeah. that becomes almost like my God. Yeah, and and so I, I miss out on just the beauty of the people that are so close around me because I'm like, well, that's not as important as as X, Y, and Z, which are right here in front of me. Which is very selfish, and really, it's just kind of you know, it's kind of faithless to not trust God with the things that. Um, I don't know that that I hold so dear to my heart. I guess I can't Mm -hmm. trust him, so I just get really, you know, inward thinking.
0: Yeah, it's it's amazing, isn't it? Just how it can play out to like the tune of us absolutely missing, you know, Mm -hmm. the things that God Mm -hmm. is truly trying to really people who He's trying to bring into our lives. Um, Noah and I—I know that you love Noah so much. Like you've known him since he was five. Mm -hmm. He's 20. He'll be 21 this mm-hmm. summer and we were having this conversation the other night and you know it just he was it was new for him. You know, he's looking at me and I'm just sitting here, you know, kind of pouring into him a bit and just bringing up this idea that life is not it doesn't boil down to our dream unfolding. And of course for a 20 20-year-old 20 guy who's mm-hmm. You know, right now, trying to make it in the music business. I mean, he is a very, very talented mm-hmm. musician. I mean, sure he makes is. us cry when he plays us his yeah. songs, and mm-hmm. we sometimes we'll go down there together, won't we, and kind mm-hmm. of harass him and be like, yes. "Noah, play us some of your tunes." And we
1: can't let him see that we're actually crying. <laughs> totally. Like if he turned around right now, he would just turn it off if he knew that I was crying. <laughs> it's oh, <yeah. laughs> so true, but
0: I was just like, "You're the number one thing in your life. Your highest calling on your life is actually not." your dream unfolding and even as you said it, that thing mm-hmm. that is so dear to you, that I'm like, God himself put that in you. Mm-hmm. And even you, Molly, you know, mm-hmm. God put this ability in you to sing and to love music and to songwrite. But he so he's that makes him, and I know I say this all the time, the greatest content creator there is. And he's literally his word is saying even you know Psalm 37 was my farm epiphany it's just like do you trust me with all that mm-hmm. like what if i the god of this universe but also the god of all content what if i held that up for you like i held it up in such a way that it freed you to actually pursue the people in front of you, so that life would be so much richer in the journey, right? Yeah. Because at the end of like all the dreams unfolding, you know, we were right. laughing with Noah because he was, you know, Nathan, my husband, has a Grammy. He won a Grammy through a, a Matt Redman song. I think it's Ten Thousand Reasons because he produced that song. And you know, Noah was just like, I mean, Dad, he's like, you have a Grammy, and Nathan's just like, well, at the end of my days. I'm not going to be like on my deathbed going like, I have a Grammy. (laughs) He's just trying to tell Noah, which was really precious. Mm -hmm. He was just like, and he was like, when the storms come in and the winds of life are trying to blow me over, he's like, Son, I'm not standing on my granny. You know, he's like, I'm standing on Jesus. Mm -hmm. He's my foundation. And the people that are going to be surrounding me on my deathbed are going to be my children and my family and the people that I've treasured, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just. But gosh, like the enemy comes in full force, doesn't mm. he? To want to keep us from seeing each other. Yes. Because seeing, I talk about in the book, is singing and our lives sing and we get to sing over each other. And it's such a precious thing. And speaking of that, I was just had this vivid picture a minute ago. You know, you've just been a part of some of the sweetest moments of our family. I mean, I think I said this on the podcast last time, but I mean, you brought Noah and Ellie to the hospital when Annie Rose was born. Mm -hmm. But do you remember the day that you were at our house, and it was the very first time I had written a song since the Farm Table Epiphany? And I remember, literally, I was holding Annie Rose, and I was like writing this song as I was like nursing her and holding her. And it was that angel's lullaby. Do you remember? I guess, yeah. It was for a Christmas album mm-hmm. for Fellowship Bible, which was a church that we were going to at the time. And I remember you were teary, and I was teary. Totally. It was the first time a song had come after, like, really what had been probably a few years at that point, like, mm. um, of that farm table epiphany and of Jesus, like, teaching me to just be present. With my starting with my kids, and then starting with the people just right around me. And what was beautiful, you know, is that the songs started flowing again, and you were there for.
1: Yeah, that yeah. i was just
0: thinking of that when you talked about the jiffy pancakes like <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i totally remember because i think that's the first time i heard y'all y'all were singing in the house when i was there and it was super informal again yes. informal is the word of this podcast but and i just remember yeah i was just crying just because i just really just sensed god's presence mm-hmm. you know and just it was so beautiful and and that that happens to this day and mm-hmm. i that's true mm-hmm. every time you sing me a song I'm hearing it for the first time that you've written, I always cry. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just because that's a part of who you are, and Mm -hmm. and that's just the effect that your music has on the heart.
0: Well, in the book, I talk about this word, relevant. And I sort of had this revelation a couple of years ago. I think I was actually writing a blog about it. But that relevant, that word has sort of become like a buzzword in the church the last couple of decades, or maybe just a decade. But... When I think of relevant, I think about being up on the latest or sort of this idea of keeping up with the world around us in order to stay with it for the people that we're trying to minister to. I don't know why, just in my head, I'm thinking like, you know, the church with the smoke and the lights and the skinny jeans. I mean, I've done all that, but mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's exactly what being relevant means. Um, I had an interesting discovery that the word relevant actually comes from the Latin word relevere and it means to raise up. And also, another definition of relevant is staying closely connected to the matter at hand. And I can't help but think of Jesus. Mm-hmm. He was actually counterculture. So, he wasn't trying to keep up with culture, he was like just being opposite of culture. Mm-hmm and yet he stayed closely connected to the matter at hand mm-hmm. which to him it's very clear was these disciples these people that God had was bringing into his life or that he had already ordained from the beginning of time that he was going to you know spread the gospel to the whole world that's why you and I are sitting right mm-hmm. here because of the people that he chose to bring close it's like mm-hmm. it's so amazing it when is. you really think about it he he lived this for us like he showed us how we were supposed to do this and he raised up his disciples not to do kingdom but to be the mm-hmm. kingdom but like right alongside them and he like freed them to heal he freed them to be a part of the miracles and he was like greater things will you do when mm-hmm. i go to the father i mean mm-hmm. i have chills it's just mm-hmm. it's amazing if i think about you know what the generation coming up behind me needs from me. And when I think about the matter at hand right now, I just think about the generation coming up behind me. And mm-hmm. it's like, they don't need me. You didn't need me to show you know show you how I could be the best in my field or just to kind of take you on this ride of me building my own fame. That's mm-hmm. not what you needed. Mm-hmm. Um, what you needed was someone to stay closely connected to you mm-hmm. and to help raise you up. So I just mm-hmm. thought it would be really sweet even just for women to hear from a woman that's 10 years younger or even, you know, might have women around you that are even younger than that, but what they are longing for and I just wondered like what are some of the things that you have gleaned from mm-hmm. me as an older woman? This is not about me. This is just about wanting women to hear like what they have to offer. You know, mm-hmm. I say in the book, it's like if you have a story with God, then you basically can lead others. Like you have something to say. You have something relevant yeah. to say if you have something God has brought you through. So yeah. I'd love to just you know, for you to speak into that. What are yeah. some of those things?
1: Yeah. I think the 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 main thing, and this is probably like obvious or common sense, but it's it's the truth, is just because of your experience. As a follower of Jesus, and as a a wife and as a mom, I think I just loved. I just loved talking to you about your life. You know, I loved hearing stories. Christy's a very good storyteller, but I know y'all know that because you love listening to her on this podcast. But um, I just, I think the the first thing that really is the first thing that comes to mind is that I just you pointed me to Jesus, like Mm -hmm. all the way that, you know, through your struggles and just through different things, you always pointed to who Jesus was in it all. And um, as far as like gleaning from you, I mean, I I think also this kind of is different, but you just listened to me. So you were a person that I could always come and share anything. And I felt really safe with you. I always did. And so you would point me to Jesus in my story, in my current story as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, too, I had a passion for music. I yeah. loved music. And um, and so we had a lot in common. Yeah. We had the same sense of humor, which worked in our favor. <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> Still does. I,
1: yeah, but I— um, I love music, and so we had so much to talk about in that sense. So I gleaned a lot from you as your vocation, like what you did for a living and how you also, you know, walked out being a wife and a mom. And -hmm. so I learned so much uh, from the way that you approached songwriting and being a worship leader. Um, So, yeah, you know, I mean, I think anybody, everybody has a skill and something that they're passionate about. So, I mean, I, I know that there's always... Other people probably in your world that are also interested in that. Yeah. Um, So that's that's such a having stuff in common and similar interests is gonna make it more organic and natural to have conversation and genuinely want to be together. That's
0: right. Yeah. That's so good. Well, I know we talked about this on the last podcast, but. That first time that I really got to see you lead, because part of your story was just there was a little bit of... You were timid. Very. To lead.
1: Very. <laughs> As I back up from the microphone in this little place.
0: But um, I don't know if we mentioned on the podcast that I sang with you at your senior recital at Belmont University. Okay, I think we did. I think we may have said that, mm-hmm. but I knew that... And I mean, you were like wailing Whitney Houston songs <sighs> at your recital. Oh, wow. Um hello. <laughs> but I think what was just so special was that that from the beginning I was like she has the heart of a worship leader. So me getting to see you lead worship for the first time literally I had like I was like Crying out loud in this dark (laughs) corner of the auditorium.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you know, and I say this in the book, but I was like searching for the words because it was like I was laughing and crying at the same time because it was just so beautiful um, to be there for all the struggle and those times that you opened up to me about you were just so real and raw about everything you were going through. Mm. And then I knew that you were like handing Jesus your heart, like continually in those in that season and you still Mm -hmm. do I watch you do that every time we are together we have that conversation right yes and it's a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. and so I just remember like searching for words in that moment and I'll never forget just just kind of standing there quietly and just the words complete my joy and it was like the Holy Spirit was saying this is This is what's happening in you. Like you're, it's like even that joy that Paul's talking about in Philippians 2, that even Lauren Chandler spoke out to me in that original time she spoke out the bullseye and the concentric circles. It was just like, yes, like you're experiencing this because you've been living out from God's love. You've been living in the bullseye of your belovedness and you've been walking in this partnership with the Holy Spirit of surrender and trust. And It's almost inevitable that this is what is going to flow out from that. And I actually just want to read Philippians 2 over all of this right now. It says, "'So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind.'" even death, on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted Him and bestowed on Him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So Paul here is just giving us this beautiful picture of what is ours in Christ as the community of the beloved, which is what this chapter is sitting in, that whole section of the community of the beloved. And I just love the order of this. theres I talk about that in the book, that there's this order all throughout Scripture Mm -hmm. that God will just you know, we're reading something and it's like, because of this, because you have been encouraged in Christ and that you have comfort from His love and that you're participating with the Holy Spirit and you've experienced God's affection and sympathy, Mm -hmm. then it's, he's not saying, you know, then this should be happening. It's saying, he's saying like, there's no doubt that this is happening. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the overflow Mm -hmm. of all of that. And so, Mm -hmm. I was just wondering, you know, just in your own life, like, how do you feel like, You practice being present with people, Um, but even before that, if you live in order, it's like first, it's like you—I imagine, because I know you do this because we talk about Mm -hmm. it—just you living and experiencing God's love first for yourself, and then like— how do you think that overflows into the way that you are actually really good at being present i know you've maybe struggled with that in the past mm-hmm. you've even admitted that to us like there's been times in your life when you know you talked about with me earlier you were working on an album mm-hmm. uh which you guys need to listen to <laughs> it's on itunes or i whatever <laughs> I apple something. music mm-hmm. um What's that? It's called Heart Songs? Yeah. Y'all need to listen to Molly's music. But she did make this album, and you were just talking about when you you, got—you know, we do go through these seasons where we can get super focused or fixated on something to the point where you're just like, you get out of that season, and you're like, whoa, you know, bring me back in, Lord, so that I can like—not that you were like out of line, but I just think that it's great for us to be (laughs) constantly aware that We've got to be living out from and experiencing God's love, mm-hmm. getting our own encouragement in Christ so that
1: mm-hmm.
0: it spills over into being present with people.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think again, I feel like all my answers on here are like common sense people, <laughs> no, but, but I mean, it really question. is true. Like, I, my my best days are days that I have time just in God's presence in the morning, you know? And it doesn't have to look a certain way, um, but just giving Him my attention and I think surrendering the things that make me afraid or the things that I want to control. And then and then at the same time, just inviting God into my day and asking Him to show me how much He loves me and to fill me with His love, whether it's like an emotional feeling I get or not in the moment. And sometimes it is. Sometimes I really like sense... Sense that, but then sometimes it's just like I believe God that you are filling me with your love because that's mm-hmm. what the Bible says, you yeah. know. But um and then showing, asking God to show me throughout my day, almost kind of like um, the mist, the mystery. You use the word mystery a lot in the book, but yeah. it's like the mystery of like God show me how much you love me throughout my day. And so you have these moments, you know, mm-hmm. where if you follow Jesus, you know, like the when He whispers to your heart and yeah. the stillness of your heart and. So I think that's how I stay connected to God. Um, and then as far as like being present, is mm-hmm. that what you wanted me to talk about too? Yeah. There? But as far as like being present to people, I, I've kind of I I've, I've, I've tr- I try to do this. I don't always do it, but it makes such a big difference for me if I'm going to meet someone or if I'm walking into a room or if I'm going to work or if I'm like by myself before I'm entering in with other people.
0: Yeah.
1: I try to just in my heart just pray Jesus like lead my conversation or show me what you want me to see about this person right now that they might need you know they might need to know they're loved or they might need a hug you know i yeah. mean it's again common sense stuff but um i i, I that helps me be present cuz it helps me remember what is most valuable and that is the people that i'm around and mm-hmm. and really most valuable is just uh treasuring jesus i know you talk about that a lot in the book too yeah. but yeah
0: that's great i mean you are so great at being inquisitive. Mm. And is that something that you had to learn or is that just your wiring?
1: So, two things. Number one, my cousin is very inquisitive. Um, she's younger than me. She's probably five years younger than me. And when she was a kid, she asked so many questions and it touched my heart. It was the cutest thing. She'd just always be like, Do you like that? You know, I mean, yeah. her name's Macy. She's a doll. Um, <laughs> but I just always was, I, it, I loved that about her, and I was like, I want to be like that. Um, but then the other thing is, I worked at Kana Cook when yeah. I was twenty, I think. And part of your training as being a counselor is they—they're always like, just ask questions, ask a ton, ton of questions. And so I kind of learned, like, that's how you get people talking. Yeah, you know. So I'm—I'm I'm all about trying to get people talking, probably to the point of almost being annoying, but. Um, I don't know, and that's another thing to pray too. Is like Jesus, show me what questions to ask. Yeah, you know, like is there anything that I should ask her that would make her feel seen today? You yeah. know, is there anything that you know that she needs to talk about, and and so how could I help her open up about that? Do you know? What I mean? Yeah,
0: I love that because sometimes I think we get we clam up or we just get scared because we don't know what to say, mm-hmm. and questions are just such a great way to just. Open up communication mm-hmm. and you. It's its like sometimes I'm like, does she write all those down before she gets here? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like an endless well of questions. Wow. But yeah, <laughs> my kids feel so seen to this day Aww. in their 2018 and 13 <laughs> because you have been Aunt Molly that has always asked questions. Yeah. And it makes Aww. them feel like, hey, what I like is important to Molly and she wants to know who I am. And it's taught me actually like just to be more inquisitive with people. So I just think that's the loveliest gift. And I just think you're the loveliest person. And I'm so glad that people got to hear from your heart again today and just get in on a little bit of, you know, this sweet little friendship that I hope that you know god is even just causing fr- more friendships to be birthed as people mm-hmm. listen to this today because it, even with people that are 10 years younger it mm-hmm. actually can work and be a really beautiful thing so mm-hmm. thank you for joining me you've known how hard you know i've worked on this book for the last yes, year and a half of my life sure and have. so this feels like such a sweet celebration of many many years that yeah. you've walked with me as i've learned to live from and the bullseye
1: I, and can i say too like yes. thank you For pursuing me, you know, I I had never had anybody really pursue me in that way, um, Mm -hmm. as far as like really wanting to know me for my heart, and Mm -hmm. like it was just the right season in my life. You know, I think God again, Mm -hmm. God knows when people when people are ready to need maybe what you have to offer. You know, and so just thank you for doing that because I mean, it changed. I I know it changed my life and it changed who I've become and. Mm and where I'll head from mm-hmm. here even you know yeah. because of your presence in my life and your care and your sacrifice of your time mm-hmm. and your love and and I mean I just I'm I get to experience just more abundant life with Jesus because of you mm-hmm. which is really the greatest gift you could give anybody I think so thank you thank you
0: i'm going to pray for us as we Go out of this podcast. And for those of you who are listening, I pray that you will be keenly aware this week, even of just God bringing people into your life, into just the general vicinity of you, because He wants to just use you to encourage someone. If you're a woman, just a younger woman that might be around you, that wants to do what you do. So God, we just open up our lives and our hearts. Lord, we thank you that you created a way for your beloved people to live. And part of that, a huge part of it, even before our own dreams unfold, even before our to-do list today, even before the thing we're supposed to be, or we feel like we're supposed to be building, you have brought people into our lives to treasure before our productivity. You've brought a community in our lives to treasure before our capacity. In fact, to, to bring that community with us into the outer rings of our lives that are reclaimed when we live from being your beloved. So I just pray that you would open our hearts today, open our eyes and our ears to, to just hear you, Lord, and see you. And then also to then see the people that you've Brought around us, God, and just pray that Lord, even those that are listening that maybe thought of that person um, earlier, that you would just give them the courage and the words and the questions Mm -hmm. to ask and just the boldness to make that phone call. Um, Either side, if it's to Mm -hmm. someone that you know they feel led to ask if they would walk with them and mentor them and disciple them, but also just on the other side, that. Maybe they, maybe it's an older woman that feels like, well, I don't have anything relevant to share, Lord. I just pray for boldness there. And that you would use this conversation, Lord, just as a kind of a diving board for more um, beloved community to happen, especially just um, in these days as we are needing to, with all of our heart, lean in to you and, and endure faithfully in these times, God. We need each other. And so I just pray that this conversation will spur on more community and more um, women just raising up other women. So Lord, we just ask you for that today. And thank you for being with us in this uh, moment, and God, as we talk about the beloved community. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening today. My book, The Life You Long For, Learning to Live from a Heart of Rest, is available everywhere that you buy books. And I hope that you will check it out and that you'll enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.